0: What do they call it? They call it uh, Royale with Cheese. Royale with Cheese. That's right. What is going on, guys? Royale with Cheese here, and uh, we bring to you yet again another episode. This week we're reviewing JoJo Rabbit and Parasite. Uh, You forgot to introduce me, Kale. Uh, Screw you, Seth. Uh this, this past weekend, uh at the box office, Terminator Dark Fate takes top spot with twenty nine million, followed by Joker, followed closely behind by Melissa, Mistress of Evil, and then Harriet and the Adams family. Joker's still kinda going pretty strong in my opinion, and uh Terminator Dark Fate actually ends up kinda bombing in a way. I mean, I think this movie oh, yeah. was projected to make upwards of like sixty. And, uh, yeah, it only made, like, half that. But on the bright side, our movie Jojo Rabbit is gonna get more of a wider release, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, Jojo Rabbit, directed by, uh, Tati Watiti, I'm gonna say that's how you say his name, Taki Watiti, uh, he He, is, um, personally one of my favorite directors. He has, like, kind of a Wes Anderson-type feel to him, you know, the way he arranges his shots, the color palette he uses, and everything. He acts in all of them, too. Yeah, most of his movies, and, uh... He always has like that. It's not like punch you in the face humor. Just, there's some of it, but a lot of it's kind of like more subtle, more I'd say more Wes Anderson like, and that's I just really enjoy that. This movie uh, starred Roman Griffiths Davis as Jojo, and then uh, also you had Thomasin McKenzie as Elsa and as uh, Jojo's mom. You had Scar Johansson as Rosie, and then as uh, Jojo's imaginary friend Adolf. Was played by uh, Taki Watiti. They also had Sam Rockwell in here, Rebel Wilson, and uh, Alfie Allen. So yeah, Let's, I mean, this movie was pretty. had a really good cast, in my opinion. I mean, I think yeah. everyone did a really good job in it. And, um, and just to hit on a little bit, if you don't know who Watiti is, uh, he obviously just made Jojo Rabbit, which was I'm not. I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say. I'm gonna wait till the end to say. But uh he also made Thor Ragnarok uh I believe he was the rock guy what I don't know what the guy's name was he also made Hunt for the Wilder People What We Do in the Shadows those are probably the films yeah and yeah I mean obviously he kind of came on the stage with uh, Thor Ragnarok he plays Korg by the way but um Thor Ragnarok is uh definitely his biggest movie because it's part of the MCU and that got him a lot of love and I think it's personally one of my favorites because It doesn't feel so bland and normal, you know? Thor Ragnarok actually has, like, a feel to it, a specific style. It's very bright and vibrant and actually, like, really funny. And it changes Thor's character, which I think we all kind of like to more of a humorous guy. Yeah. I mean, I think he's a great director, like I said, and uh, I'm glad he did Thor. But, obviously, him doing Thor allowed him to do movies like Jojo Rabbit so that's even what I'm more pumped about, because I, I liked his other films, especially like, I think what we do in the shadows, which is like a mockumentary on uh, vampires, is I think one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. i Die Laughing. Hunt for the Wilder People is uh, a movie that's really, it's close to home with me on this one. It's uh pretty low budget. It's not a gigantic budget by any means, but it has all of his movies, they always seem like they have a lot of heart in it, like, and they always end up happy, which It's a good thing, you know, because there was always something really, like, dark in it, and then it brings it out. And Boy is the same way. Um, I mean, I think he's just a really great director, and I really enjoy his movies. I think he's only the writer of Boy. I don't know if he directed Boy. Uh, I'm pretty sure he did but it's beside the fact. Well, anywho, uh, in Jojo Rabbit, I think it was a very bold and kind of interesting statement, I guess. I mean, I'm glad he made it. I mean, I think he was definitely stepping on some grounds that most people in the political correctness world would definitely not stand for by any means. But then again, it didn't really make sense because that's why it kind of got a bad meta score, is because of this and how they're like, oh, well, you're putting forth Hitler, whatever. But in the movie, they kind of were just making fun of the Nazis. Well, well, it's a satire, but let's explain the plot. I mean, it's basically Jojo. You know, it's towards the end of the war. Germany's losing. But uh, Jojo, he um, is part of Hitler's youth, and he goes to camp and stuff. And at the camp, he has some injuries. And because of some injuries, he's stuck at home and stuff, and he has scars across his face. And uh, soon to find out, though, his mother is harboring a Jew in their house and Jojo his imaginary friend is Adolf Hitler that's like he says in the movie that's like his best friend no one comes before the Hitler you know and so Adolf is constantly popping in in his imaginary and like telling him what's wrong and what he should do and all this stuff and it's actually super funny Take Take Watiti's performance in this as Adolf I think is absolutely hilarious and this movie yeah it, it has a 58 Metacritic score which to me is insane like I get it if this movie was not phenomenal for you, but this movie is a well-put-together movie, has a congruent plot line, is funny, also it's very emotional. I mean, it's a great movie. Yeah, uh, I liked it a lot. Hmm. I mean, I think Waki Waititi is a good director, and I think he casted this very well. The kid, Roman Griffin Davis. Generally, kids aren't the best actors, in my opinion, but... I mean, the kid was actually a pretty good actor in this film, and he did it pretty well. And even his friend, uh, what's his name? Yorkie. Yorkie. Yeah, Yorkie was Yorkie hilarious. Yorkie definitely. He, he he was uh, he was the funny friend, I guess you could say. Yeah, I mean, and through this movie, it's it's this, along the same lines of Death of Stalin, which is one of my favorite movies. It's like this political satire of like. It shows you that's this time in history, right? And it is supposed to be funny, but it shows you things in it that are just so crazy that make it funny. But in reality, that is like kind of how it was. Like a big part of the punchlines for this movie was um, Jojo starts like kind of having a relationship with uh, Elsa, the Jew that's hiding in his house. And he wants to know all these things about Jews because he keeps hearing they have horns and stuff. And, like, they're using these, like, super anti-Semitic rhetoric because this is what he believes and this is what they're taught through propaganda and everything. And it just feels like it, it's hilarious because you know it's true. This is what they were teaching the kids. This is what they were teaching Hitler's youth. This is what they are telling everyone. Yeah. And uh, in reality, it's supposed to, like this movie's whole point is to like humanize everyone and showing obviously that hate is this evil and stupid it doesn't really make sense it's just randomly chosen on certain people and stuff and because in the movie they kind of hit on that like Elsa doesn't really look any different or act any different than Jojo but yet because she's a Jew therefore she is different you know I mean, I don't yeah. know, Kill. I heard from the movie that they hang on ceilings upside down as they sleep. Obviously, <laughs> yeah. It, this, I, like I said, same along the same lines of Death of Stalin. Anytime I have the chance to talk about Death of Stalin, I will go see it. It's a great movie. Um, it just it just takes these scenes, these parts of history that are really dark, you know, that are really bad, and yet it turns them into a comedic tone, so that way we can, I think, process it easier. And a lot of people didn't like that for some reason. And I, I don't get why. This this movie in no way, shape, or form gives credence to anything that they were saying. Like, in the end, everything turns out exactly how you'd expect it to. You know, the Nazis lose, Americans win, anti-Semitism is bad. And I think that's just, like, one major thing this movie did right. I, think, I feel like there was no point in this movie where I felt like they crossed any lines. But then again, I'm not a liberal snowflake either. So, I mean... But, I mean, did you did you think anything in this was controversial at all? No, I didn't think so either. But then again, I mean, I'm not one to involve much politics in my movies. I watch the movie for whether it's good or bad. I mean. Yeah, but I mean, I, I, I kind of, because I knew it going in, it had, like, all this stuff surrounding it. No, I think if anything, they actually made fun of the Nazis real hard. And Hitler was presented as a joke. That's yeah. why it was like, I mean, I don't know how you could take it that way. Almost. I think, well, this whole movie was a big middle finger to the Third Reich. I mean, oh, yeah, for sure. It, one of the, one I think of the best parts, not best parts, yeah. but one of the coolest parts to me, not coolest, I don't even know the words to describe it, but Sam Rockwell's character, he's like this, he was high up in the army, right? Yeah. And, um, yeah, for sure. What happened was is that he got, he lost an eye, basically, so he got demoted and he keeps getting demoted and all this stuff. But there's there's obviously this extremely like, kind of gay vibe he gives off. Yeah, his C- Commander Klensendorf with his like his <laughs> right hand man Fecal. Yeah. Like, they never go into it until the end. And when he you see in the trailer, he's like all dressed up fanboy and stuff. But it's so funny because it's like this big fu because obviously gay people were like oh yeah illegal and they would be put to death. You know, along with the Jews and stuff. I mean, unless you were like white. Blue eyes, blonde hair. Well, that's, yeah, they yeah. kept they kept making jokes throughout this movie, and I really enjoyed it. Scarlett Johansson plays the mo- mother in this, and she's part of like she's a freedom fighter basically and stuff. And it just it, it was definitely refreshing watching her in a good role. Yeah, exactly. It's nice not seeing her uh, as Black Widow, Ned, or Lucy, or Ghost in a Shell, or whatever. Like, <laughs> like she people tried typecasting her, and she's actually a good actor. Like, she has what. Like that action person, Black Widow. Uh, I guess. Like, yeah. Like I mean, Lucy, Ghost and Shell. They're all kind of like the same thing. Yeah. I mean, the funniest, the funniest part about this movie though is um, definitely the relationship between um, Adolf and Jojo. I mean, there are some. Oh like, yeah. Extremely, extremely funny parts. He's warming movie. up the bed. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. It, it it's very humorous. It's it's wacky wacky humor. Talkie, yeah. It, yeah. Whatever. Like I said, it has this like Wes Anderson feel where it's like. All the shots are really cool shots, and then also, like, they're very squared off and everything, and then they're also, like, this a humor in it. It's just, like, you get the funny, funny lines, but within each joke, there's, like, a tiny little joke in it with, like, some historical context or something that would make it even funnier. Oh, yeah, and uh, Rebel Reb, Rebel Wilson, is that how you say your first name? Oh, yeah, yeah, Fat Amy. Yeah. Isn't she Fat so, Amy? Yeah, I think okay, so. Yeah. Hey, well, anyways, so she's known in kind of, like, the comedy world for women, right, but by far, I definitely have to go with this as her funniest movie. Oh, hundred oh, percent. He casted her in the perfect. She, role. Yeah, she didn't have that many lines, but, but like her the yeah. lines in it were like super funny, so funny. And she had like eighteen kids for the Reich, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just <laughs> it, it was very well thought out. Like all the jokes, I felt like there was time spent thinking about it wasn't like cheesy comedy like this is a well thought out comedy. it's a good satire kind of like uh the one you've been preaching about for the last 30 minutes Seth of stone i love it yeah you're like seth mentioned earlier Yorkie is his um jojo's yeah. friend and they're both like he i is. don't know how old do you think they are i mean 10 maybe they're they're I supposed mean, they to might be really might yeah. say the movie but it's like nine or ten um, I prob- no i think 10 i know jojo's 10 because uh yeah anyways so Yorkie is like his innocent friend, you know, and he's just kind of along for the ride. Man. Yorkie is so funny. And he, he's just there to be there. Like he, he's, he's just kind of moseying through life. And it's funny cause he's so innocent. So like a lot of these things where he's like, Oh yeah, I hate the Jews and stuff like this, but he's like, he doesn't really know why or anything. He yeah. just knows he's supposed to. Like. Well, he also only does it cause Jojo does it. Well, yeah, exactly. This He's just such a follower and he just has so many funny, this lines and the predicaments he's put in. Oh Yeah. And, I, uh, Stefan Merchant played as I D- 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 I don't well, know. Anyway, uh, he's part of the SS. Yeah, but he, he, he was really well casted. Like, he's supposed to be, like, this tall guy that comes in there and he's, like, all inspecting. Yeah, them. he like, 100% is... would be part of the SS. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> like, that's why he's so well casted. Yeah, that was funny. And, uh, that whole scene, um was really funny. It I also, was really played out by yeah. the hell Hitler where they they're all saying it I to each that. other like four times in a row. That. Also, and then the uh who played by the Jew uh Thomasin McKenzie. Yeah, Tom, yeah, also, yeah. She she has to do it to all of them and you're yeah. just in there and you're cringing hard. Yeah, this movie, I mean, there's some really funny Funny things in this movie, I especially like when he. Well, the whole point is like JoJo is trying to get information from Elsa to write his book on yeah, the Jews because yeah. he thinks if he writes this, then Hitler will actually like really like him and stuff because he just wrote this whole exposition on the Jews. Yeah, and, and that subplot is yeah yeah really good. And this, I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, but I mean, it's a great movie. Definitely go see. It. I mean, it's hilarious. PG thirteen. I mean, it's pretty access- uh It's not super accessible, but I mean, it's it's in quite decent amount of theaters. I think. Now. Yeah, I. I mean, I would say, I'd say for sure, go see it. it I mean, I kind of feel like if you like, and the it, only movie that you've probably <sighs> seen by him is Thor Ragnarok. And if you like Thor yeah. Ragnarok, if you like Thor Ragnarok besides the point that it was just Thor, I think this is a good movie to go to. Because, I mean, he kind of carries along that same line of humor. Like, if you thought Korg was funny, you'll find this movie funny. And everyone should understand this film. Like, you're going to sit here and tell me you don't know anything about World War II. Like, well, I mean, I, think, I just don't think the jokes were, like, that in depth that's my point why everyone would understand it yeah everyone would get the jokes like it's not hard to follow along with the movie this this weekend actually was um this is kind of like there's only a couple movies left of the year that i'm excited for i knocked out two this this weekend obviously with jojo rabbit and parasite and uh i mean 2019 is really shaping up to be a kind of an incredible year now Seth seth and i were going over this that um It could be kind of because we've really paid attention to new movies this year and gone to see. But, I mean, honestly, I'm loving this year so far. I mean, compared to last year, I paid attention a little bit. But, I mean, this year is, I think, 100% better than last year. It's really shaped up to be, I think, one of the best years I've seen in a while, at least, I'd say. Yeah, I um, I think we already went over this. But I would say I have real highs and real lows this year. Not really in between. I I mean sure. Yeah. I mean I have a lot of highs. I mean I definitely say like my top 5 was going to blow out last year's top 5. Oh, agree. Did now did you have any problems with uh JoJo Rabbit? I mean, not necessarily overall. Uh I thought the casting was amazing and I thought the acting was fairly Yeah, it was good good for great. the most part. Uh I had one one flaw I think in this movie is um I think uh Scarlett Johansson's character as a mother even though she's very heartfelt and you do like her I wish they would have gave her more because I just feel like I was not as attached to her as I should have been yeah but I mean that kind of added to her always kind of living in secret I I get it but it's like for them to hit the emotional places they were trying to hit I just feel like I wish I would have known about the family and stuff. Like, see, I thought it worked. No, I think it worked. I just wish I would have had more because it's kind of kinda explained. Well, because even as a mother, she doesn't. She doesn't. She says things and does things that make you like her and stuff. But it's only like in a few exposition scenes. Like, she's not really a deep character. I feel like. Yeah, I, mean, I feel like she's there and she isn't. She's kind. I don't want to say she's as. Plain as Yorkie or something, or I think she's about—I don't know. I just wish I would have had more from her. That, that's my biggest complaint. I just wish I would have. No, I thought it was great. Felt more honestly. Okay, I mean that's just my opinion. So screw yeah, you. Yeah, well, you're wrong. So, uh, so what'd you end up giving this up? Huh? I actually give it ten out of ten. Uh, I give it a nine out of ten. Just, not, not just a 10 because out of 10. Scarlet. Just because of Scarlet. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. If, if, I I say my ten out tens for movies that like truly wow me I think and this movie was phenomenal but uh I just like I said I had a I had a flaw with it and I just don't think it was like I don't know I'm trying I'm trying to see my 10 out of 10 Seth for my see but I think it deserved it because okay, my fine. enjoyment level and I know your enjoyment level. I enjoyed it a lot. Was out of this planet. Are you criticizing me for giving yes, you a I nine out Yes, I am criticizing you. I mean, a nine is a really good score. All right, whatever. Don't listen to Caleb. Um, we're I mean, going to move on to our next movie, The Parasite or, or just, just Parasite. Just Parasite. Yeah, it's Bong Joo-ho's. Um, interesting movie. Yeah, definitely interesting. It's a South Korean film, but it actually has. Uh, All in Korean. Yeah, it's. Kind of blown up though over here and it kind of crossed the world. I guess it like broke it, like, yeah, per capita, it's like breaking records. Well, per for, for movie theater, you know, because it's not, it's still limited release, but um, it's two hours and 12 minutes, you know, and uh, listen, let me just say this right now. If you haven't seen it and you actually desire to go see the movie, just stop the podcast now. Go see the movie first because Seth and I both went in blind to this movie and I think it helped a lot. No, we didn't go in blind. Yes, we did. I asked Caleb about it. And I uh, said, so, I wait, don't wait, know. Wait, wait, no. Let me just give a little backstory. I, yeah, yeah give, I asked, give this backstory, please. I asked Caleb about this, and I'm like, hey, Caleb, you know anything about it? He's like, ah, oh, no, really, all I know is that we shouldn't look anything up. That's what everyone said. But, I mean, if I had to guess, I, I would assume it's like a parasite, like, you know, kind of, basically like contagion. You know, that's what I'm getting from it. So, you know, the whole movie, I'm in the theater waiting for some contagious outbreak to happen. And just, it go to chaos. And I, I was so, like, I wasn't distraught because it was a good movie. But I was, like, I was so thrown off. So, don't go into this movie thinking that this is contagion. two point zero 2.0. Because it's not. This is the problem. This is not this, this is my. I literally looked up nothing about this movie. I knew barely anything about this movie. But the only thing that I did know was that it was a comedy, a thriller, and kind of a horror. Too. Made by a director right now. Yeah, and if you look at the um, the poster for it, which I think is easily one of the best posters of the past 10 years, easily, it definitely looks like a creepy horror movie. I mean, that's just the poster, and that's what I'm going off of. But that was definitely a horror movie. I mean, I it, there's see. horror elements in it. I wouldn't say it's a horror movie. but I'd um, say it's a really, really, really strong thriller that's verging I on I think horror. it's more of a comedy than anything. But, this is what I will say. I say, listen, stop it right now and go see it. But if you're not, this is going to be kind of spoiler. I think anything we see after this is kind of spoilers, honestly. say. Well, let's this go movie. into the director first. He's known for Snowpiercer, which has... What's his name in it? Uh, Chris uh, Evans. Chris Evans in it, yes. Captain America. And he also has made The Host. Those are his two biggest movies, uh, right? He's probably most accessible is Oak Job, Oh, yeah. Which was a Netflix, Netflix yep. original kind of yeah. thing. And... Uh, It's definitely more of like a Steven Spielberg-esque movie. Memories of Murder is the only one kind of of his movies that I haven't really seen. Um, I mean, I I like him a lot. I think think, I'm not the biggest fan of the host. I know Seth isn't either. But I'm willing to give it a rewatch after seeing how good Parasite was. But Seth is not. So just everyone keep that in mind. But um and it's the parasite just, you know, didn't do it for me. You, parasite didn't do it for you? Or the host, my bad. Yeah, pa- parasite though That's is awkward. um basically I'll give a quick plot synopsis. I mean Yeah. It's basically this, um this family, you know, they live in a semi basement in uh South Korea, obviously, and um they're just struggling for cash, right? And they meet they get in touch basically with this rich family. And this rich family, you know, they have a maid, they have a driver, they have a, um, a tutor and all this stuff. So, slowly but surely, the whole family kind of takes over all of these positions. And, um, basically, through this, some crazy events happen, blah, blah, blah. I don't want to spoil anything else for you. But this movie is, like, it's definitely more, it kind of hits on, like, the class differences, especially in South Korea. Just between the two, you know, you got the poor, the haves and the haves-nots. I mean... That's really what this movie, and it's definitely more of a comedy, I think, at least for the first act, I mean, even the second act. I oh, think yeah, yeah. I think it's definitely, like, this comedy, and it really, though, the thing that is crazy about this movie, I just want to kind of brag on it for a second, is yeah. that how, like, perfectly it's, like, especially that first act, how perfectly it's, like, put together. Oh, it's all perfectly put together. It's pieced together. It kind of felt like... So good. It kind of felt like, to me, like an Ocean's Eleven almost. Even the ending. Did not feel like... To me, all I could think about is this is kind of like Ocean's Eleven. How, like, just everything. They did everything and planned everything out to get it all. But, honestly, the ending is what I think set this movie apart for me. I do. I agree. I think the first act is really good, right? Yeah. It's shot well. ...acted well on all this stuff. It's kind of funny, too, you know, watching it all come together. Yeah, and to bring it to that next level, uh, like, Bong Joon-ho does so well. I think he can... A lot of his movies do cross between, like, they have different tones to them, but he so seamlessly crosses between the different genres Yeah, so easily mm-hmm. that it doesn't feel like out of place or anything. It's definitely smooth, yes. Everything in this movie smooth. Yeah, er- I mean, also the set pieces for this, I mean, the house, I'm going to brag on... They have these stairs. I don't know what it was. I'm obsessed with these stairs. There's these concrete steps to go down to the basement in the rich people's home. And on the stairs, they have this, like, wood insert almost. It's like a wooden insert just placed over top the stairs. And yeah, a, you keep on this one shot of it, for some reason, man, I need those stairs. Yeah. I don't know what it well, is. I mean, it's definitely, like, a more modern home. Yeah, very modern looking. It's kind of funny coming from Caleb because I know he's not totally into the modern homes, which I, I really like modern homes. I, just, I but, don't care for the rest of the home. I just really like that That's point. besides the point. Yeah, I mean, this this movie, it really did blow me away. I mean, like I said, it looks great. It has uh, acted extremely well. And it's funny, sad at times, angry, shocking. I mean, this gets, like, every array of emotion out there for you. And you can't help but love the characters and everything they do. Yeah, I mean, this movie is just, like I said it's so expertly put together. It just fits so well, like a perfect puzzle piece. And I mean, I just love it. Okay. So what I would say is for a lot of people, probably that are listening, you know, our millions of followers, millions. Yes. Yes. So I would say what is the big thing they need to think about, which I think they should all go see this great film. Yeah. But I'm sure a lot of you are like, wow, this whole movie's in subtitles, but that shouldn't make you afraid because there's still a good enough movie where even if, so let's say, subtitles are your pet peeve, one, you should get over it, but two, it's that good good where yeah. it, it's it's kind of modern movie and somebody that's done english movies that's what i, I was guess saying. you could it say does, it, so he knows how to kind of cater that's what i was gonna to say the english english. it definitely it feels like it, language okay it doesn't feel like an american movie right oh no but not at all. it doesn't feel so so foreign. out there yeah. Foreign, like you can definitely tell parts of it but like it, it doesn't, doesn't feel part so of the foreign, foreign that, yeah or the french new wave yeah, <laughs> yeah or anything like that it feels it still feels like you're watching this movie with subtitles. I mean, that's this really what it comes down to. Well, I mean, and I think that's why a lot of people are even pushing it for the Academy. Yeah, the Best Picture. I think it might get a. No- I think it definitely it deserves a Best. I mean, Caleb, there's there's a lot of there's A lot of things we think deserve certain things, and probably a lot of people agree with us. But the Academy, do they agree with us? I think this probably, is probably the, not. But I think this is the best put together movie of the year. See, so I'm, I'm not gonna. No, I'm not gonna say best. But what I'm saying is like. From every aspect wow. of it, I think it's just like this movie does it's not my okay, it's I'll tell you this. Yes, It's not tell my me. favorite movie of the year. Not your favorite. It's cl- it's close. It's close. very close. I'm i not gonna release my top ten until we're at the end of the year. I'm just saying, this movie's up there, definitely contentions for the best movie of the year for me personally, but I just think like it's so I like I can't say enough. Like Yeah it just it just works and you get and it works on every level like when you sit there after watching it and think about it you get something new from it every time I yeah. feel like you you're like oh wow i didn't when i wasn't thinking about that that is pretty crazy yeah like okay so i'll kind of get into the themes at least why i thought it was i mean the movie kind of opens up with uh a stink bug right in the house and yeah uh, they see these bugs and then what happens is they're like fumigating the streets and he's like the dad's like no leave the windows open it'll kind of basically be a free fumigation of our house yeah you know the stuff and it's the whole movie's like that i think that's a very good opener for the yes. movie because yes. what it does is it basically and even the title from the the title's parasite so it's basically the whole movie's about whoever's lower than you on this class system is basically like a termite or something that you don't care about because you see it constantly throughout the whole movie. So like, this family is poor, right? And they're struggling with money, but the um the rich people kind of look down upon them and think they smell like old radishes and such. Like this this train yeah, station. Yeah, they, they yeah they smell or like the bus, subway subway. Yeah. yeah, and they just kind of look down on them. But then you're like, oh man, that's not right. But then again, I mean, there's scenes in it where I'm not going to spoil anything, but they meet. Oh uh, well, yeah, the the previous um. The Previous housekeeper, they look down upon her because she's not no longer a housekeeper and she's kind of poor now, and because now they're kind of living a better life. And there's also that guy, there's two scenes in the movie where there's a guy, you know, he's drunk, he's peeing outside their house, you know, it's built for comedy. But the pro- thing with it is they also look down upon him as like he's lower than them. So as a while, they get all upset that they're being, they feel like they're being taken advantage of, yeah, and not like they're just. Basically, whores for money is how they kind of get, feel. The thing is, is like they have that exact same feeling to the people under them, and yeah. that's the whole movie. There's just no, there's no like, um, there's no good and bad in this movie. I think everyone is in like a gray zone, you know. Yeah. And that's that's the whole movie. I mean, that starts with the thing. They're parasites, you know. Every everyone has someone under them that they think is not worthy of their status, of the, their time or their money. And um. Yeah. yeah. I mean. This movie just, like, once again, I mean, it hits on it. It hits on it really well. I think it doesn't over. I don't think it slaps you across the face with anything no. that people will disagree with or anything. And I mean, I mean, it's no JoJo Rabbit. No JoJo Rabbit. But this movie is just, like I said, it hits. It's funny, emotional, can be scary, I guess. Um, yeah, for sure. I, I just, so. I mean, I just love this movie a lot. I mean, and you guys are probably all wondering, like, you know when that bug spray thing happened? At that point, I was like, "Oh, it's going down. They're getting infected with something, and <laughs> and it's all going to go south from here." And just to let you in on something, it has nothing to do with anything like Contagion. If you've ever seen the movie, it's basically about how a disease gets spread and kills a bunch of people. Yeah, no, no, yeah. This this movie, the whole first act, definitely it's just very mundane. It's just kind of chill. And as soon as it hits the second act, things start to peak and obviously this movie is whatever. But I mean there's just so many things in this without like there's there's a scene where they can't. Meet, I'm not there's a there's a scene where they meet a guy and like he's in love with he works for basically this really rich guy and he's like yeah. I have to pay him respect and they pray to him. And also that's another thing I want to hit on in this movie, is there's a lot of like uh, little things that they do to kind of not poke fun in America, but like they felt like jokes specifically meant yes, for America. Yes, like yes. the candles all had like, there's one with Abraham Lincoln's face uh-huh. on it. Like there's just little jokes that like us Americans, we would find real funny. Like but I the, don't think the South Koreans would necessarily find it funny. The like, kid gets a tent and she, she or the dad's like, Oh, that's going to be ruined in the rain. Right. Yeah. And she's like, Oh no, it came from America. It, yeah, It's it good. Should good. It, yeah. it should be good. Like there's just like little things in it that are, I think super funny. And, uh, back to the thing, I think this movie, it definitely deserves a nomination. Yes. Yeah. And, for sure. um, I think it's funny cause Bong Ju-ho, he kind of said, um, he said like, this is just a local thing. Like they asked him about it cause everyone thing in this movie like deserves it. Yeah. And he's just kind of like, I mean, it'd be cool if it does, but it's just kind of like a local contest, you know, it doesn't mean anything on the grand scale. Cause mind you, this movie has been out in, um, it's been out in North, South Korea for like a couple of months now, and it's doing yeah. phenomenal there. Like it's blowing yeah. everything out of the water there. Uh, so I'm I mean, sure. he. I mean, I'm sure he cares, but I think he's just kind of come to the conclusion that, like we all have, we're all just get super disappointed with what the academy chooses. It's true, and he's not getting his hopes up. But um, I mean, also though, he is like for sure the best Korean director. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> mm, see, see, at the moment, at least yeah 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 no I agree with you I agree yeah. with you he's for sure the best uh, South Korean director I yeah think, so right. I mean I know it Kill gave it so I'm just gonna tell you he gave it a ton of 10 and I give it a 10 out of 10 because it's an amazing movie and I should suggest you all go see it and said tragedy on a little bit of our lives um we generally go see all of our movies with one of our buddies and you know that's true he, he, he missed out he definitely he missed out on Easily one of the best movies of the year. He did see Jojo Rabbit with us, which is another great movie. I'd say if you're looking to bring the family, you can probably bring them to both, honestly. I mean, depending on the ages. Uh, yeah. Depending on the ages. Yeah. But I would yeah. definitely say this is a good movie for friends. Uh, especially Jojo Rabbit. Jojo Rabbit would be a phenomenal movie. With I'm friends. actually uh Seth's not as big keen on this, but I'm like definitely willing to go see lighthouse children rabbit and parasite again without a problem in the movies but uh southern on the other hand doesn't like doing that so screw him so you know i do have a life and the movies does cost money <laughs> <laughs> and i am a yeah. college student no no i'm just uh those three movies right there which have come out in the month of october alone are like phenomenal movies i mean i'm just ex- kind of excited for what's I mean, there's a couple movies coming out still that I'm excited for. I mean, Uncut Gems with Adam Sandler. Super pumped for obviously. (laughs) Actually, I am. It's actually supposed to be pretty good. But um, also, then again, I got like... um, What else is... I mean, Star Wars. I mean, there's quite a few. I'm excited to be disappointed. Um... I mean, those are the the only two I think that I have left this year. I, I got like, this. I, got I this. mean, Waves is coming out, which is direct. Who directed it? Comes at night. Cresha, and stuff like that, which I really enjoy him as a director, but I just don't know how this movie is. Well, I mean, Doctor Sleep's coming out, but I know neither of us aren't really. I mean, for example, I haven't heard. Just rewatched The Shining for the fifteenth time, but that movie is uh, phenomenal. But I just feel like how how are you gonna try to make a sequel to a Kubrick movie? I mean, it's just yeah. impossible. You're gonna be disappointed no matter what. I've heard some good things about this, but also the runtime on it's like two and a half hours, so I'm not like jumping on my seat to go see this movie. But yeah, I, I I don't know. I'll probably end up going to see it sometime. Uh, Midway's coming out, which uh, I know Seth's excited for. Um, I like any war movie, if we're being honest. Kind of look kind of cheesy from the trailer, personally, but um, oh, uh, I- Honey Boys coming out, which I'm excited to see. No, no, no. What I was gonna say is uh, Frozen Two. Frozen Two. Already uh, bought my pre-sale tickets. Yes. Um, um, first in line. The other movie. Oh, though, I'm kind of. I'm. I'm not. I'm not gonna say I'm excited. I kind of liked the newest Jumanji. It was kind of funny. It was entertaining. That would be a word for it. This is Very how I have not seen it, but this is how I'm gonna disagree with you right now. Um, the Rock isn't it? So this movie cannot be good. So, dude. <laughs> I I yo, you can't wait to watch that new movie we got with the rock in it. Come on. No, I'm not excited to see any movie with the rock in it. But also, Star Wars is coming out, the new one. Yeah, on that's twentieth. And cats. Yes. Probably the closest furry cats, movie you can get. The it on furries it. are excited. And anyone that says that is not a furry movie, I'm I'm sorry. It is a furry movie. I think the furry community has actually come up against that. I don't think they're too excited for it. Yeah, uh, that's what they say till they're all in the theaters. <laughs> <laughs> they flock there. Like, I mean, that is, yeah, so, oh, also, I know this is into the next year, but when the new Bad Boys comes out, you guys can be excited for a Bad Boys segment on all three of them. That is true. and they I... actually might throw in all four of them, oh, the gosh. documentary on the 30 for 30 Bad Boys Pistons. <laughs> Not that. That I'm willing to rewatch. But, um, yeah, so that kind of brings us to um, kind of close of our episode. And uh, a little bit shorter. A little shorter, but, hey, whatever. Uh, you want to go? I, I got this. I got them all, all down you somewhere. Got, uh, so, so, uh, go ahead. so, next week, I know Caleb is super pumped for this. I cannot find it, actually, on my list. But we are doing the Terminators because the newest one kind of came out recently. So we thought it would be good. Yeah, I actually tried avoiding seeing this movie. I just, it just doesn't, it just looks like... Dark Fate is what it's called. Dark Fate looks like two hours of a waste of my life, you know. Yeah, so we got the Terminator, Terminator 2, Judgment Day, Terminator 3, The Rise of the Machines, Terminator Salvation, Terminator Genesis, and Terminator Dark Fate. And by Metascore, and I think a lot of what everyone says Genesis is the worst... I just watched, like, 15 minutes of it the other day, and, um... Oh, yeah. It is... It looks awful. I mean, and plus, this Dark Fate, I guess, is supposed to take place, um... Right after 2. So... Yeah. 3, Salvation, and Gen- Genesis are kind of, like, um... Trash, you know? They're yeah. Not, they're not... No one cares about them anymore. Well, I mean, on the bright side, we are watching two pretty great films. Terminator and the second one, and... I actually have been hearing a lot on how people like the second one a lot better than the first, so I'm interested. I'm very interested in rewatching. Seeming that seeing that you my opinion, seeing that you had to choose this one, um, I think I got one up, up my sleeve. No okay. 2000 rom coms. The, the breakdown <laughs> of the best of the 2000 rom coms. No. One of my favorite genres. We are knocking those out, guys. You could be prepared. Subscribe leave a rating you will not want to miss that mid-2000 rom-coms baby all right just remember we took a film class all right guys see you later bye